Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Awesome. Well, um, I always can a joy and a privilege and an honour to open the Word of God. And who knows that the Word of God is the first and final authority on how we ought to be able to live in our lives. And so when we open the Word, it's important to treat it with the respect and the honour that is due to it, uh, the living Word of God. And if you come prepared here this morning to, with your Bibles, um, that's great, you can get them out. You can even turn to Philippians, and sometimes Philippians is one of those hard books of the Bible to try and find in amongst all the other, um, all the other chapters. But certainly we're going to walk through a couple of pieces of Scripture here today. And I'm actually wanting to have a bit of a teaser into our next series that I've been sort of sharing a little bit about that we're going to be doing in August. And in August, we're going to be doing a series in and around these, some thoughts around the second coming of Jesus. And I'm excited for that. And uh, hopefully you are too. You know, lots of times when I have people come and ask me questions, it is in relation to sort of second coming and end times and sort of what's going to be happening. And as a, so for some, it's a bit of a fearful sort of position because am I okay? Am I right with the Lord? Am I going to like wake up one day and everyone else's clothes are around me all of a sudden and everyone's just gone to heaven? Like what's going to happen? Sometimes it's a position of fear. But I want to have an encouragement for you, every single person today that if your life is right with God, and this is the courage to do that, then you've got nothing to fear. This is all good news. It's something to get excited about, something to get fired up about, and something to, get, to make sure that we can live our life here on earth with a purpose knowing that this is not actually our resting place. It's in heaven. And so we're going to share a bit about that in August. But as I started to dive into this topic and started to dive into a bit of research and, and, and start to think about what we're going to be presenting to you guys, I've quickly discovered that there is so much to say. And so I'm actually taking this week as a bit of a teaser, a bit of a, a prelude, a bit of an introduction to the introduction later on, because I actually believe that we want to do this topic justice. And, uh, and so today is a bit like a, maybe there's a few spoilers I might even share uh, into the topic. Who likes the spoiler? No one likes a spoiler, don't lie. Who's ever been to the movies beforehand and you sit next to someone who's already seen the movie? And they come on saying, oh, this part's a really good part. And you're like... I know, I want to be experiencing it for myself. <laughs> Although, this is a really funny part right now. I'm like, no, leave me alone. I just want to be able to listen and watch it myself. No, I like spoilers, but I've got a couple of important and really great spoilers for us here today that I want to share that will set us up for our theme in August, which would be really, really great. Uh, and one of those spoilers will be that in terms of the, the, the end times sort of thoughts, um, I'm going to be focusing more on the second coming of the king. And sometimes I get a bit worried or concerned about end times. And one of the phrases we're going to be sharing and using is that we're in our only times right now. And so we ought to live with that perspective that, yes, we're in our only times. We have the opportunity to be able to, to live this life that God's called us to live, but also know that there is an eternity for us one day as well. All right? So if you've got your Bibles here this morning, turn to Philippians chapter 3. And Paul, the super apostle, um, he is... He is someone with so much wisdom and understanding into this topic that I want to share with you guys here today. And from verse 12, uh, we're going to start here today. And the topic of this uh, bit, of, bit of scripture that 
Paul has for us is pressing towards the goal. Pressing toward the goal. Verse 12. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already possessed or already reached perfection. Who's perfect team today? Anyone perfect? <laughs> Actually, I remember um, I'm three, two or three years ago. Is, is uh, Luke O'Hara back from holidays yet? Is he back? I remember there was a question. Oh, is, is he here? There he is, Luke. Stand up for a second, Luke. Stand up for a second. There he is. Okay, everyone say Luke, all right? Um, so Luke got back from holidays. Welcome back from holidays, buddy. Um, I remember a question was posed to the crowd uh, of the, um, the congregation uh, a little while ago when there was a question of, is anyone perfect here? Or does anyone know who and anyone who's perfect? And I never forget uh, Luke putting his hand up with all confidence because he had just, not him, but his wife had just given birth to twins like a week beforehand. And so he's like, yep, my kids are perfect. They've got nothing wrong at all. And so he probably had the closest definition to perfection that there could have been. But um, I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not yet achieved it. Now, what is it? Uh, Paul is actually talking about in this particular scripture about becoming more and more like Christ. He's talking about this importance of being shaped into the likeness of Christ. He's talking about how his desire, his goal, is indeed to become more like Christ. And what he's going to talk, he's going to talk about a goal, he's going to talk about a prize in this particular scripture. And the goal that he has, that he's going to encourage all of us to have, is to become more like Jesus, become more like Christ. And so he's not yet achieved it, he says. And I'll give you a bit of a scoop. We're never going to become exactly like Jesus until we find ourselves in perfection, in eternity, in heaven. But there is a journey for us to be shaped into likeness and become like him, which is what he's talking about here. And he repeats it twice, as if to suggest, just to let you guys all know, I have not yet got there. But I focus on this one thing, he says. Forgetting the past, and for those who know a bit of Bible, they'll know that Paul had a few things in his past that was actually kind of cool to be able to forget. Forget in the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Now, Paul was talking about here in a bit of a duality. He's talking about the things that lie ahead on this side of eternity, so here on earth, but also in eternity itself. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize. Here's the prize. What is the prize? Eternity with God, for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. Skip down a couple of verses down to 17. Dear brothers and sisters, this could be phrased right now, dear C3 New Hope, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. What's he saying there? Hey, I've figured out a few things right now. I've, I've lived enough life. Here he is, he's sitting in a, probably a prison cell in Rome, writing this letter to the, um, to the people of, of Philippi. He's talking to a church right now. He says, I've learned a lot during my time. He's probably in the final stages of his ministry right now. He says, all the things that I've learned about, I want you to be encouraged. I've, I've figured out some patterns that are going to set you up for a win. So he's saying, pattern your lives after mine. Learn from these things. For I've told you often before, and I say it again. Watch this with tears in his eyes. He's talking with a desperation, right? He's talking about a, a real empathy for those that they so it's his mind, that there may be those whose conduct show that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. What's he saying here? He's saying that there's a people who will, will say a certain thing, but their behaviors, their conduct, their way of life is very much different to what they have to say. They're lukewarm. 
They are headed for destruction, they say. He's giving them a warning. He's telling them, hey, there's, you, you, there's got to be more than just a word that comes out of your mouth. There's got to be the, the actual faith, the actual belief, the actual, actual, actual conduct. Their God is their appetite. I looked in this word. This is not an appetite of the stomach. This is an appetite of the consuming of the world. They're consuming of the world. They brag about shameful things, he says. And watch this. They think only about this life on earth. You know, when I read this scripture during the week, I just had this sort of picture straight away of two different birds, one being a chicken, one being an eagle. And if you ever watched that chicken beforehand, I feel like I need to get someone else to demonstrate this because I'm going to embarrass myself in just a second. But, you know, if you look at a chicken, their wings are out. And what's the, where, where, where's often their position of their, of their, of their beak or their, of their face? They're straight down. And so they're like going around, flapping away. And what are they seeing? They're seeing just what's in front of them. They're pecking away at the world. They are only got their sight on what's down. And they'll walk around and they'll see just this is their world. This is their present. This is all that they can actually, all that consumes them. They go looking for the seed. They go looking for the worm. They go looking for what's directly in front of them. And notice they don't fly. Not very well anyway. They're in a position where they're kind of like stuck in this position where they just all they're looking at is, is what's in front of them. And what Paul's saying here is be careful of living like the chicken. Be careful of living when all you see is the things on this world. But rather, what he's actually calling us to do is to soar like eagles. To be reminded that we are not just people of the land. We're not just people of the ground. But we're actually called to actually live eternally with an eternal perspective. Don't just get consumed by the temporal things of life, he's saying. But we understand that we are indeed eternal beings. I love this. But we are citizens of heaven. Tell the person next to you, you're a citizen of heaven. Say a bit more gusto this time to the other person. You're a citizen of heaven. All right, you're a citizen of heaven. If I was to go to another country, what do you need? You need a passport. And that will be identify your citizenship. You'll identify where you're from, where you belong, the place that you reside, your home. And what Paul is saying here is that even though that you're here on earth right now, you're actually a citizen of heaven. For us to be reminded this morning that yes, this earth and this, this time and life that we have on earth, it matters in really a lot. But we're going to be reminded to have an eternal perspective that we are indeed citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our saviour, as our saviour. You know, every single one of us has been uh, designed with eternity in our hearts. If we look at Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, it actually says that eternity has been placed into our hearts. And this is why so, so many of us, we've already experienced this and felt this. Hello to the guys at the back there, by the way. Good to see you guys. Um, this is why so many of us experience this, this longing for something more than just what the earth can present. Why? Because it's the way our hearts have been designed by God himself. We've, been caught, we've actually been designed with a, with a purpose of eternity in mind. And 
I actually want to be able to present a bit of a thought for us here today. Um, Jolly, come up. It's you, Joel. It's you, Joel. Okay. All right. Now, where are we here? Make sure I've got a bit of a rope here. All right. I want you to... Why don't you start walking right over to Fred? Okay? I'm going to try and make sure... Actually... Whoa, 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 whoa. He's up turbo. He's up turbo. There we go. Actually, Robbie, come on up here. Actually, well, Pete, Pete can come instead. Come on, Pete. Here we go. All right. You can help unfold this for me. I should have done this beforehand, so I'm going to come under a bit of limbo. All right. So what we have here is a bit of a picture, and I want you to see this, this you know, yellow rope here. And come on, going right to the end. You can even go around to the cross if you want. And uh, I want to say this is a bit like a, a picture of your life right now. Okay? Now, even though this rope here... Um, you can walk right around the back there if you want, just to demonstrate this is a long piece. Marcus, why don't you come up the front and you can come up on the stage here. Tara, come on up as well. Here we go. Just kind of been working around. Up on stage. Patrick, come on up. All right, you can stand there. Okay, so we can see here we had a long piece of rope, Okay. And what I want to demonstrate here is a bit of an if this is the timeline right now of your existence. Now, an important part of this, which I couldn't do for today, but I want you to imagine that this rope doesn't end. Okay? It goes forever. So where you see Pete in the corner over there, just pretend it goes forever and ever and ever. I'm going to come over to Joel. Actually, Joel, come back over here. On the ends of this bit of rope here, you'll notice that there is a red little ending point, okay? If you stand there, I want this to demonstrate a bit like our lives, okay? You're born here, you know, mum and dad create, and you're born here. It's a nice way of putting that. We are born, we go to school, we live our life, we work really hard, have kids, we save, 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 save. We buy a bunch of stuff, get our house, all that kind of thing. Everyone looks forward to retirement. How good is retirement, Fred? It's great. It's great, all right. <laughs> we have a few years of retirement. The Lord calls us. And obviously this story is different for different people, but the Lord calls us. And we then enter into eternity. Now, I wanted to present this demonstration, this analogy to us, is that so often... So much of our life is consumed by this. Jesus. So much of our life is consumed about what happens. Now, importantly also, so much of our life matters for all of this. This is where Jesus says in Matthew 6, actually, make sure that you're in a place where you are storing up heavenly treasures, not just earthly treasures. To be reminded that, hey, there are treasures in life, and the treasures aren't bad. But remind that, there are heavenly treasures that we ought to be building for the kingdom of God and for our eternity. And so what Matthew is saying about Jesus in this particular time is that be consumed not just with the time here on earth, but indeed recognize that eternity is there. And as Paul says it, it is a prize for the goal of being able to live like Christ is here on earth. And what encourages us here today Let's live with an eternal perspective. 
Let's, learn with, let's live with and understand that, that we are created for eternity. And so all of this here, this is what we have to get look forward to. And again, we're not going to go dive in today in terms of all of what eternity will be. Sorry, mate. Put that there. About leading a dog here like on, on a walk. This is what we have to look forward to. Don't just be consumed with the little bit of life. And the Bible actually says that our life is like a vapour. It comes and it goes. And my encouragement to us, don't find the vapour, don't find the breath that we have right now being the only thing we look at, the only thing that we live for. That makes sense? Yeah. All right, give those guys a little round of All right, so we've got another scripture right now. Paul then goes on to talk about the fact that we are called to fix our eyes on things. Okay, so we go to 2 Corinthians 4 now. 2 Corinthians 4. It says this in verse 14. It says, We know that God who raised the Lord, Jesus, will also raise us with Jesus and present us to him together with you. I love what he says here. All of this is for your benefit. (laughs) As if you have forgotten, all of this is actually for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, and that's my prayer, as God's grace will indeed reach more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we don't give up. We don't give up because of the knowledge that God has indeed got a plan for us, not just here on earth, but in eternity too. You know, it grieves me, probably in terms of what I do in this job, what grieves me probably more than most other things is when people walk away from their faith. When people have a U-turn and they turn their back on God. And often it's because of a circumstance. It's often it's because of something that's happening in their world. But there's a moment that then they make a decision, I'm walking away from this. And what Paul is urging us here today, what Paul is being able to suggest to us is that, hey, don't give up on this great great hope that we have. Though our bodies are dying, did anyone wake up and get out of bed this morning and their bodies creaking and cracking everywhere? Then, yep, they're definitely getting to that point. And it says our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small. And maybe that's a reminder for us here today. Our present troubles that might feel so big, that might we believe to be big, they are small and won't last very long. And he's just talking about in the picture of eternity. They won't last very long. Yet they produce a glory for us that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. What Paul is saying here is that even despite that there will be challenges, there will be circumstances, there will be hardship, there will be things that come our way, in the picture of eternity, they don't even compare. They don't even compare. And this is why I love... I don't love... This is when I get to have the opportunity to lead funerals for people who have lived their life, particularly when they have an understanding, or I have an understanding, that they are living now in eternity. That despite their difficulties, their challenges here on earth, they now celebrate and they bask and they now have the hope of Jesus forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. Tell the person next to you, we're looking up. We're looking up. We're looking up. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see 
will last forever. Will last forever. Paul's encouraging us right now to look up, to have our eyes fixated on the things above. You know, when I am, actually, Pete, in my bag there, there's a pair of sunglasses. I'm getting a little bit distracted a little bit here, but are there sunglasses there? Yep, okay, all right. These sunglasses happen to be also prescription glasses, okay? Um, I learned a hard lesson when I was about three or four years ago that my eyes are failing me. In other words, they're not as strong as they used to be. And I learned the hard way when I was playing indoor cricket on Monday nights because what would happen is that I could see a bowler coming and bowling the ball down and all of a sudden the ball disappeared for a period of time until it got right in front of me and I realised, oh, my eyes cannot pick this up for some reason. And so I had to get prescription glasses, which helped me be able to see in a new way. And so if I put this on, and I'm not trying to be cool in church, all right, but I'm just trying to put this on, I can now see you guys so much better because of the, the lens that I see things through now. Okay? Anyone else has to wear glasses would understand the same thing, that when you have the glasses on, you see differently. Now, these ones are tinted, so these lights are now glossed over a little bit and they're a bit more tinted down. I can see differently, okay? Now, I can still see, don't worry. It's just that, that these help me to drive and so forth. Um, the lens, how we fixate, how we focus, impacts the way we live. And I've got this thing that I actually believe that whatever we focus on, yeah, Pete. Whatever we focus on, whatever we are fixing our eyes upon, that actually impacts the kind of worship we give. If my eyes are fixated on the temporal, on the things, on the circumstances, that has a flow-on effect of how I worship God. But if I put this scripture into practice and consider... I am a being who has actually been designed as a citizen of heaven, that my life here, it matters importantly, but yet also, in the grand scheme of things, my life is just mere breath. It comes and it goes. And I have the joys, the hope of eternity to look forward to. That impacts the way we worship. I wonder, one of the greatest deceptions that I believe the enemy can do is that when we get our eyes fixated on the temporal, when we get the chicken posture, we start pecking away at just the things of this earth. And maybe what God's trying to talk to us right now is the fact that, that we are created for eternity. And it doesn't matter that your everyday trials and challenges don't exist, because they do. And this is why we're called to actually live with an eternal perspective here on earth. In just a second, I want to dive into what Peter says about this particular thought around how we can actually live eternally here on earth. But I want to stir us up here today with a knowledge and understanding, like I said, just a bit of a teaser into our series that Jesus is coming back one day. Now, I don't want to have emails all, that, all throughout the week saying, is he coming back this week, Dan, or next week, or week after that? I don't know. And it's not my job to know. But what I, my job is to tell you is, hey, be prepared. Get ready. Live as though it's going to happen. <laughs> Don't be the chicken. Some of you going to walk out today and say, Dan called me a chicken today. Um, be the eagle. Soar. Live as though God's calling you to this. Let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. Chapter 4. And again, the title of this particular scripture that Peter has is Living for God. 
How do you live eternally here on this side of eternity? You live to please God. You live to honour God. You live to be able to surrender your life to God. And he's actually got a few simple practicals here for us as well. Peter starts off by saying in verse 7, the end of the world is coming soon. <laughs> Welcome to church. I hope you're encouraged today. Um, <laughs> but I said to Shankar beforehand, that scripture was written roughly 2,000 years ago. Now, our understanding of soon is very different. All I know today is that we're closer today than we were yesterday. The world is coming to an end soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Look at some of the things he actually asks us to do here. Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for our love covers a multitude of sins. Pray. Love one another. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or place to stay. Care for one another. Show kindness and compassion. God has given each of you a gift from a great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to what? To serve one another. This is what Peter's saying. This side of earth, this is what you ought to be doing. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? If so, do it with the strength and energy that God supplies. I love this. Then everything you do, this is my encouragement to us, whether it's in our devotional life, whether it's in our homes, whether it's leading our children, whether it's here at church, whether it's at your workplace, wherever it might be, then everything we can do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. And that's my prayer. That is my prayer. That we'll indeed be a church filled with individuals, filled with husbands and wives, young people, filled with children from the youngest age or through to the oldest of person right now. That we'll have a heartbeat that indeed says, I want to live my life here in this time acknowledging that the Lord has a great plan, so much greater than what we'll ever know. But right now, I'm pre-commuting to giving you all the glory, all the honour, because you are deserving of that here today. And this is a positional kind of prayer I want to pray for us right now. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, bow your heads. I'm going to pray a prayer that indeed actually prays that, where he will indeed receive all the glory here today. And forever. When you close your eyes. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.